Hello, my name is Simon Miller from What Culture Wrestling, and you are listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast, and you better keep listening to it. Why? Here's why. You're, You're listening, listening to, to the Podmania, Podmania Pro, Pro Wrestling, Wrestling Podcast, Podcast, a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we can produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, CastBox, and all other podcast platforms. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at podmania.co.uk. Let's do this. of the Podmania podcast, episode 117. We are recording this on the 14th of May, and I am back, people. The gang is back together. I'm joined by Garth, and I'm joined by the self-proclaimed reggae Jesus of wrestling, Chris you, himself. You added the reggae bit. The reggae was not me. <laughs> How are we doing, guys? Indie is my, indie is my thing. Um, bad, Rob. I got big time with Bull Dempsey, and it doesn't feel good. <laughs> <laughs> 36 seconds 36 <laughs> seconds into the podcast and you've already name dropped the fact that you got big timed by Bull Dempsey Chris, Chris, I'm going to set the scene I'm going to lay the scene out for you would you like to tell everyone why and how you got big timed by Bull Dempsey okay, so I've been recording an NXT retrospective because you know that's, I, that, that's how I get the girls and <laughs> and i've and i had um i forget i'm sorry man i've forgotten your name from the irish whip um podcast is it josh um james that's his name fucking from the irish whip podcast lovely bloke go listen to the irish whip and follow them to about three irish boys and he was like halfway through the podcast he was talking about bull dempsey and he was like you know what man i do security for wrestling and that's how i get a lot of my guests on so if you want i can ask for bull dempsey i thought he was joking i honestly god thought he was joking so i was like yeah sure man get bull dempsey that'd be fucking hilarious so we actually went up and asked bull dempsey and he he was like no i only do a major podcast (laughs) and in my head um, and also apparently he was like being a dick to children and um, but it's coming from him not from me he was apparently like kids would go up to him asking for a photo and he'd be like that's ten dollars and not feel and like not be like oh sorry man that's ten dollars just ten dollars you little fuck and <laughs> it's sort of like it's, there's a point where it's like you're Bill Dempsey man like the highlight of your career is jobbing to Baron Corbin like <laughs> yeah let's just say no you can't <laughs> And there you go, ladies so, yeah. and gentlemen. That is how, in a nutshell, we got big-timed Bible Dempsey. And not only that, what's all this about us not being a major podcast? What the <laughs> fuck is that about? 30 oh. listeners a week, baby. I'm sorry. You can have your talk is Jericho. You can have you going in raw. I'm sorry. We are Podmania. We're happy with our 30 listeners a week, guys. If you are one of those 30 we, people, thank we you cover so much. The shit. We, we are the ten... shit you don't watch. <laughs> we are 10... Ten... We are ten percent of our own fan base, <laughs> <laughs> and we love it. Um, so this week, ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to do is there's a little bit of a change to the ring rate roundup, simply because unfortunately I just don't have time to research the news every single um all week and then sort of 
condense it for you. So what we're going to do is we're going to bring some topics for our round table discussion. Still going to call it Ring Rope Roundup because it's a good name. Um, so we're going to talk about them. Me and Chris are going to talk about what has been a fucking outstanding Best of the Super Juniors Night 1 and 2. Uh, Chris and Garth are going to talk about the latest Impact Wrestling offering. And then, rather than give you our Money in the Bank predictions, because as we've already said, we're recording this at 10 to 10 English time on the 14th of May. So SmackDown hasn't aired yet, which means that the chances are there will be changes to the Money in the Bank card. We are going to give our predictions as to who will win the ladder matches. And then for our full predictions, we'll post them to Twitter and on the website under pay-per-view pickums, um, closer to the date. You're ready yep. with that, guys. You're right. Oh yeah. yeah also, match of the week. Don't forget match of the week. We've also got match of the week. How could I forget? However, lads, unfortunately, with with the change in structure of Ring Road Roundup, it also means that one more thing has gone. <sighs> My happiness. <laughs> no, that was, that was never there. Um, oh, fucking hell! How deep have you gone already? Jesus. Um, no, unfortunately, guys, the music is no more. So, just take a oh, moment man. and uh, just... ironically, a moment of silence for the music. It's a sad time. But the first thing With I the music die. <laughs> the one thing, but they have reported that the team of Asker and Kyrie Sane have officially been named now after the absolute debacle that has been the war raiders um <laughs> slash viking experience slash viking raiders slash viking people slash hairy berry bikers um <laughs> we have got we have got the kabuki warriors fucking hell kabuki quantum fighter now i'm gonna make a very 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 slight admission um, I laughed when it when I first read that it was the Kabuki Warriors. Again, this could be bullshit, so you know we're just saying because you know why not? Um, because I thought Kabuki was Bukaki, uh, so I got <laughs> I got those two things very very mixed up, and I thought this has got to be very bullshit. Very is, very Vince, different things. I bet Vince thought that as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He's livid now. <laughs> um. Basically, Kabuki is a type of dance slash theatre, Japanese dance and theatre, which sort of fits in with, especially Asuka's sort of entrance, at least. Uh, it has nothing to do with piracy, so I'm not entirely sure how that fits Kairi Sane. Um, it's just so stereotypical. It's unreal. They might as well have... They could, they, they could be the Orient Express 2.0. <laughs> yeah. I, they genuinely might have just... Might as well have just called them two Japanese ladies. Yeah. The rising star, rising sun, or something. Fucking. I was, just... I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> Probably did. Dude, you're not okay. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, opinions, Garth. Opinion uh, worse than the debacle <sighs> with War Raiders, or how are we feeling? I mean, it's. I don't think it's as. It's not as shocking as that because at least War Raiders had a, a name. They just give them a name because they didn't really have one, like. It's shit. Uh, yeah. Does it worry um, you somewhat, talking to both of you at large now, that we have got in this tag team the longest reigning NXT women's champion 
who had this mammoth undefeated streak of 500 and something days. Uh, sorry, was it 500 and something days or 600? A massive, it was, it massive was a, streak. It was a lot of fucking days. It was a lot of fucking days. You know, journalism. Um, <laughs> and what we've done is we have got a pay-per-view where we have got an eight-person ladder match. An eight-person ladder match. Not for the championship. Okay, so you've got championship match as well. And not only can Asuka not find a way onto that card, and is she not part of the women's ladder match at Money in the Bank, she's now in a tag team with another outstanding wrestler in Kairi Sane. Yeah. I don't again, know why we expect things from the WWE. I know, anymore, it's, to be it's, just, it's just showing their lack of, um, like their lack of foresight with any sort of booking whatsoever. I don't know if you listened to the podcast while you were away, Rob. But I'm like, actually, I don't think you ha- you did because we went to some fucking places, and <laughs> Jesus Christ, uh, and like I I had to watch Raw for those well not Raw I watched highlights one for Raw the other and like I've never well I have been more depressed but I've never been like more depressed than the podcast and I started to amuse myself write lists of things okay. I'd rather watch than Raw mm. and that's how I feel about WWE at large unless it's NXT I don't really care. <laughs> There was a wonderful tweet, and I'm very, very, very sorry to the person who tweeted this out because I can't, you know, call you out for your amazing tweet because I forgot to take your name. But they said Bray Wyatt has been hospitalized with severe back trouble having to carry Raw. And (laughs) it's so depressingly true that Bray Wyatt's new character, which we might as well seamlessly transition into, um, that Bray Wyatt's new character and this whole Firefly Funhouse is... I don't think I'm out of line by saying literally the only thing worth tuning into Raw for. Can I explain the segment? Because I've taken great delight in explaining the segment over the last couple of weeks. Go for it. Okay, so basically it starts off and it has the theme tune, which is a fucking bop. And <laughs> a fucking trans- bop? An absolute bop. As in B-O-P? Yes. Right, that is a thing that people say. As in like B-bop? You're so fucking old. <laughs> As in my, so... as in my my nan enjoys bopping to music. We reclaim words, my generation. Anyway, <laughs> uh, do continue. So it starts off regular, and he's like, "I'm I'm over here, not over there, you silly goose." When he goes to the same place, and he's there, and then it went places. It was, it was like <laughs> like hell. um, page doll was sort of like um, <laughs> mini page was sort of like. Hey, I, this better be worth me waking up. Which, like, I imagine is what Paige is like most days. And <laughs> she, she went, I went on, and like, it, it really went places. Like, he put on, have you, do you guys read New 52 Batman? Um, I've read parts of the New 52 Batman. I haven't, I'm not a okay, completionist. You, so, are you aware <laughs> that within the New 52 Batman that Joker ripped off his face? Yes. He wore that fucking mask. Like, it is literally just that Joker mask that came with the fucking limited edition death of a family and showing my comic knowledge um and just he was like oh man i'm 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 just so ready for all this and like it gives me special tingly feelings but very few things give me and he's paraphrasing uh, here ladies and gentlemen that isn't exactly what was said (laughs) bray wyatt turning in a kids program going i'm getting tingly feelings this is is my review (laughs) 
like there was dolls and shit, and just that was it... fucking horrible. That bit. What? It looked like someone out of Slipknot as well. Good band. They're all right. Um. Yeah. Basically, that was that was it. And then the as he transitioned, he it was all about the secret, wasn't it? And um, he transitioned into this thing, and it was it was this horrific twisted metal clown that he transitioned into but over the top of it was this sort of distorted twinkle twinkle little star and then just this it ended on you know this catchphrase that's sort of caught on on twitter especially this pardon me yowie wowie but he said it in such a sinister way and it was just like holy shit Yaoi, of course, and the practice of drawing um, characters in anime style in homoerotic situations. Really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I doubt Vince knows that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it's just something people say, and then it got adopted by the weebs. But, oh well. But, I mean, there's been rumours, I mean, there's everyone almost universally is in love with this gimmick and is saying it is very very entertaining it's a really good new direction for bray and if it can transition to in ring brilliant now even even garth loves it which is very rare garth hates everything and everyone and absolutely absolutely to be honest it took us ages to persuade him to actually do a podcast with us because he hated us (laughs) Absolutely hates us. He still does. Like it's, like it's weird. Like in his car when we went down to Newcastle, not to, to Blackpool. He doesn't have like a car seat. It's like an armchair. The car drives itself, and he just complains <laughs> about how the car runs. Yeah, and it's got a toilet as well. He's just got a little decanter of whiskey. <laughs> um, Ron Swanton. Ron Swanton is my hero. What can I say? <laughs> when he started giving me the talk, well, that's when things got pretty old. <laughs> um. The thing is with this now is how is it going to transition into an in-ring presence? Because skit-wise, it's going to be amazing. Save your idea for a second. Okay, because I want to see if it's in line with any of these that I've seen. Online, there has been a couple of theories. There's been it's all going to be a lead-up to Hell in a Cell where he's going to call that his funhouse and we're going to have some manner of funhouse match. Now, that could go one of two ways. We could either have an absolutely stellar Hell in a Cell match or we could have the wank that was the Ambrose Asylum match. <laughs> There's also um, the current feud for the United States Championship, which is Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio. There are rumours that once that feud is wrapped up at Money in the Bank, that we are going to have Bray Wyatt transition into that feud. Now, if that is the case, brilliant. I love the fact that Bray Wyatt is in the title picture, but he can't lose that feud <laughs> not yeah. after coming back with this amazing gimmick can he go into his first fucking feud and lose because he needs to come back with like like a beast like a monster i mean he has he's slimmed down and bulked up massively yeah he's like a different bloke it's he looks terrifying like a, he's like he's like a mini brawn he is. He is absolutely. I mean, there's loads of people saying, "Oh, just reform the Wyatt family." No, don't do that nah. because the WWE don't know how to book it, and that's going to transition into another piece of news in a moment. Once I finally let Chris off the leash and give us his grand <laughs> booking, go for it, Chris. Okay, so like, I want him to wrestle cute animals, huh? like like a puppy, and like that will get him mega heat because he's because ki- he's kicking a puppy. So basically, what you want to do is you want to put Bray Wyatt's new gimmick into DDT. Okay, well, no, because it would be... Okay, yes. 
But also, it won't be comedic. It will be for heat. It will be a real puppy, but like a trained puppy. I don't think um, the real <laughs> WWF would appreciate that. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I just thought, I'll, as much as I loved that skit, I would like them to have drawn it out a little bit more, but I get the feeling that Bray and the people who were behind it, apparently Jeremy Borash is involved. Well, uh, it's somewhat obvious considering he did all the broken stuff. So, well, like, yeah. It reeks very much stuff. of broken stuff. Yeah. But, like, I would like to have drawn out, but I'm guessing they're saying we need a strike while it's hot and before Vince gets his fingers on it. This transitions really, really well into the next news story. Now, it is reported widely that SmackDown has been told that by Fox, obviously, who they are moving to in this massive, you know, billion-dollar deal, um, that they need to reach... 3 million viewers on a weekly basis, or they risk cancellation. Now, as WWE's product has deteriorated at such an alarming rate that they are now... I mean, Raw is just over a million views, I believe. I think it's at 1.2, I think, which is its lowest ratings ever, and this is including a time when Damien Demento used to headline. Um, (laughs) SmackDown has fared slightly better, but when one of your main feuds, and again, this is nothing against him at all, but once your main one of your main feuds is Shane McMahon on both fucking shows, yeah, you know, it's such an and unborn. Baron Corbin. I mean, Baron Corbin went over Ricochet clean this week. Clean, oh, really good. I mean, what exactly? What did WWE see in Baron Corbin? A waistcoat. I mean, he's, he's not, he, he's not just... even the GM anymore. Why is he wearing that fucking waistcoat? Right, because they're not paying him all that much. We just, he also works in the arena ba- VIP bar, right? That's his match. <laughs> That's James. Does, uh, That's James cool from Irish Whip. <laughs> he does all the security. Um, <laughs> I mean, not only is it a waste of time watching him wrestle because he's boring as fuck, um, but it's dragging Bobby Lashley down. It's dragging Drew McIntyre down. Um, yeah. It's, this whole feud with Braun is ridiculous because Braun, they had the hottest commodity in wrestling in Braun Strowman at a time last year. And, I mean, he's been taken out of the Money in the Bank ladder match now and I don't think one person really gives a shit. Which, how you managed to dampen Braun Strowman, I've got no... Well, you drop him out to Brock Lesnar in the middle of Saudi Arabia, but... Um, <laughs> or Australia. Was it Australia? No, it was Saudi Arabia, wasn't it? It was Saudi Arabia. Um... A lot of weird things happen in the middle of Saudi Arabia. Like, I mean, Goldberg versus Undertaker and journalists dying. Like, there's a lot of weird things happen in the middle of Saudi Arabia. Love how you prioritize those two things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, one makes me sadder. I mean, if this news story is true, this isn't confirmed, but it was reported on quite a few different sites. This is alarming because not they've got to find 1.8 million viewers weekly from somewhere, yeah. and not only has the writing become far worse. They're misusing talent. You've got talent left, right, and center asking for release, which isn't a good public image for the WWE. You've got Vince clearly panicking on air by creating this ridiculous, um, what is it, wild card rule? Wild card rule, which was fucking broken the same night because six SmackDown talent turned up, and that's double three. Exactly. You've just... Quick maths. Um, it, <laughs> it just completely ruins it, and Vince, you know... 
he's getting on. He's not the promo he used to be. And it it, it stunk of an old man panicking. And I hate to say oh, yeah. this, I hate to say this, but in two weeks' time, AEW put on Double or Nothing. In October, they start their weekly TV show. <laughs> Are you telling me that there is a higher probability of SmackDown bringing back 1.8 million viewers a week than there is of AEW finding those viewers? Who are they going to turn into? Because those 1.8 people have turned away from the WWE for a reason, because they want an alternative. Well, that's it. And it's going to be interesting to see what night AEW is going to be on. Because I wouldn't be surprised if they said, right, fuck it, we'll go up against SmackDown. They're not going to go up against Raw. Tuesday night wars. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I'm perfectly honest, Raw is not the juggernaut it used to be. No. You could go on and on and on about the legacy of how it's the longest running, you know, show of, you know, on the USA network and whatever. It isn't it I mean I can't find a single person, a single person on Twitter, and I spend a lot of my lunchtime going through Twitter and Facebook. And there is not one person that enjoys watching Raw. Never before has three <clears> hours dragged so much. And a two-minute skit, including a wrestler that they have buried to the point of almost extinction, has carried a show. That is ridiculous. On the This, this goes to show now how much it's fallen. Do you two know what the dark match was of, uh, of Raw this week? No, no idea. I wasn't. Uh, why do you know what the dark match is? Because I do my research, Chris, because I'm a serious <laughs> podcast. Because we're a fucking major podcast, Bull Dempsey. <laughs> Don't at me, bro. More uh, like bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Dude, you lost to Baron Corbin. Um, anyway, so what was I saying? I'm confused now because of the my dark anger. Match. Yes, the dark match of Raw just epitomizes everything that we've just said. EC3 <laughs> lost. Who did he lose to? Um, a puppy. I'm a puppy. gonna say <sighs> Hornswoggle. It's it. Titus O'Neil. Fucking hell! What the living fuck are you doing with that? So that's EC3 done. Just completely done. Just... Not only is EC3 not on, the, he's might as well not be on the main roster. But whenever he does get a TV or a chance to perform in front of people, he's been jobbed out to Titus O'Neil, who does absolutely stellar work on the out on all of the outside of the WWE. Anything to do with charity or any charitable cause, the man is an absolute god. He's amazing. He is not a wrestler, and he has never been a wrestler. At no, no. point have I. I mean, he's objectively a wrestler. Is he though? Could... I mean, he. I mean, he's a wrestler in the same way that me and Garth are a wrestler. But... Hey, Garth. <laughs> Garth tried to start a feud with Finn Balor, so, you know, he's you know, more of a wrestler Finn than Balor any of away, us. Like the bitch yeah. he is. Yeah, Finn Balor. <laughs> we, we were just across the road, bro. We, we have tried to start fights with a lot of people on this podcast already. Um, I... I, I <laughs> this is going to force WWE's hand, and whether this means that Vince eventually relinquishes control earlier than he it's meant like, to... It's time to t- send Vince to Dignitas. Wow! <laughs> oh Jesus. my god! <laughs> He's been playing in fucking Bray's Funhouse. Jesus. Um, 
I just I'm not, think, good, I'm not in a good place this week. I'm sorry. I definitely <laughs> okay, think dude. that AEW in the long run is probably going to be a good thing for for WWE. It's going to have to focus them. It's going to make them pull up the proverbial pants. This is pissing on the fucking fans. This is very much like like the Bobby Attitude Era where you had like fucking butt plug Holly on your card, and then like WCW started doing well, so WWE went put it into high gear. I think that might what be what happens. I hope. Yeah. I hope. It's just final Let's watch thing. Japanese wrestling people. <laughs> the final thing on this little bit. Um, it speaks volumes that the elite, when they were courted by the WWE, they praised how Triple H dealt with things. Yeah. And, uh, there was an, apparently an issue back in like 2011, 2012 when Triple H first started doing this where like veterans wouldn't um, negotiate with Triple H because they didn't see him as a boss but like now that they've stopped trying to suck the rock's cock like, <laughs> but he, Triple H is the perfect head because he gets wrestling like as much as people as much as the reign of terror was probably a bad thing I wasn't watching back then he knows wrestling. He knows how to get good stories over. And like, I'm not being funny. NXT doesn't even have a TV deal and can sell out arenas. So, That's and a good point. Raw with a very lucrative TV deal cannot. Mm-hmm. Honestly, now, um, are either of you two excited for Money in the Bank? I, f- I forgot it was this week. <laughs> I have a list of things I'm more excited about than Money in the Bank. Yeah, I mean, but honestly, I'll watch it. But well, we're gonna have to watch it. We do a wrestling. I like podcast. them. I, wait, do we fucking have to? Up both? Like, do I actually have to? Well, you like, don't do have I have to. to? No, you don't have okay. to. You don't have to. I like to the match. To. I always, I always enjoyed the Money in the Bank match. But I think it's you look at the look at the card, and it's just too long. They all There's too are. many matches. They all are. And if you look at the participants in the match, uh, I mean, the participants in the match, the male match, Sami Zayn, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Balor and Corbin. And we've then got Mustafa Ali, Finn Balor, Andrade and Randy Orton. Now, you've got some fantastic high flyers in there. But, That's too many people. <laughs> well, who's going to win that? Assuming Randy Orton. If Randy mm-hmm. Orton wins. You look at that card, they are not going to give Ricochet the money in the bank briefcase. Not already. We've given more... No, we do not. Are we doing our prediction now? No, no. Well, well. <laughs> right, we're already talking about this. Let's let's stay focused, people. Um, Killer Cross. It has been. Oh, we're not talking about that. Okay, never mind. Yeah. So, Garth. Yes. You are our resident Impact uh, correspondent. Killer Cross yes. has announced that he, or it is being widely announced, I should say, that Killer Cross um, has requested his release. From yeah. Impact Wrestling, um, he's recently signed a multi-year deal, um, and Impact have made it very, very, very clear that Killer Cross will not be released. Now, pretty much similar to how the WWE handled Pack. What's your opinion on this? Well, from what I've read, it's because he went to them and tried to renegotiate, literally months after signing it. So. He's obviously, at the time he signed it, he didn't have interest. Nobody was showing interest because he's had a tryout with WWE back in February last year and it didn't pan out. That's when he sort of went back to Impact and negotiated the deal he's on now. And then he's gone back to Impact to say, look, 
I'm better than. Uh, well, I believe I'm worth more. And I think he tried to get like a, a guaranteed salary plus bonuses for per appearance. And they basically turn out and says, no, you've got a contract and we're going to honour it. And you're going to honour the date. So I don't think he's going to get out of it. They might not use him because it is like, it's a sort of pay-as-you-play sort of deal. But I can't see him keeping off TV because he's, he's an attraction. He is. I mean... <laughs> It sounds like an awful deal anyway, if you're on a pay-for-appearance. It sounds like worse than the deals the lads in Lucha Underground were getting, and they got some awful fucking deals. They got some atrocious deals, yeah, they really did. It doesn't sound like the greatest deal anyway, but... This is very much a My First TV deal. Yeah, it is. I think I think it's pretty much the case with a lot of them on Impact because of the way the TV is, what is and it? the fact that they're not a big... They're not a big... They don't even get paid to be on TV, do they? I just think it's it's the same as like that. Yeah, it's just the same as like they don't get like a sort. I don't think it's like a. They don't get a budget, a cut of the gate sort of thing, or whatever. I think it is just like you get X amount for an appearance. So Mm. he's obviously X amount of TNA gate is like five pound. Exactly. Yeah, you look at some of the tiny venues they're having to wrestle now. It's ridiculous. Um, but that is a viable alternative to Raw at the moment, and I think we can both say that. Um, it's a shame. Or, or Progress Super Strong Style 16. Or with Progress Super Strong Style 16, um, which you are watching in earnest, I believe, as soon as Day 2 comes on. Uh... Oh, Day two's come up. I'm beyond, um, two matches from finishing it. Oh, well, you need to send me your ratings then so we can upload them to our match ratings, which you can find at <laughs> www.podmania.co.uk. Um, moving on now, because we've sort of got a bit bogged down in the news, because despite the fact that we've all said, oh, it's not that much news, there turns out to be quite a lot of news. Um, the last bit, Lars Sullivan. He's a very naughty boy. Now... I am going to put myself out on a limb here. What he said about certain things is ridiculous. and it's not, it's, I'd say it's not as bad as half the other people on the roster. It is nowhere before. near as bad as people are making out. It is still it's not horrendous. as bad as AJ Styles. I mean, like AJ Styles said the shit he said under con- while he was under contract with a major promotion. You also can't, however, say what he said about when Kofi Kingston and R-Truth became tag team champions, and he basically called them out for using their black heritage to gain sympathy. That's <laughs> not okay. I did, I did yeah. not read that one. I did not read that one. That's, I thought he was yeah. just being an edgelord. Wow. That's atrocious. Wow. wow. Before that, okay, you know. He looks racist. How do you look racist? Like, he looks Amish, and I assume Amish people are racist. How does he look Amish? Just like, wear a the, hat. The, the beard, like, he looks like the type of person who erects a barn. <laughs> yeah, with his bare hands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I physically don't know what to do with that information. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's one of them. People say stupid shit, but, you know, and... What was said seven years ago shouldn't necessarily be brought into sharp relief now. But on the other hand, you've got to understand that whatever you put on the internet, I teach this to my children who are 10 and 11 years old, whatever you put on the internet 
is on the internet for good. You can delete it, yes. it will still be found. You can I, guarantee I it. In my head, I was like, you have children? I'm like, no, you're a teacher. <laughs> you, you can have children if you're a teacher. It's, it's not a requirement that I'm not I was, have children. I actually once got in trouble um, on a school trip because it was like, we were taking the like the shops in, our, in my town. And I, we went into one and I went up to the shopkeeper and asked if she just thought um, the teacher who was like 22, 23, like a trainee teacher, just had like 20, 30 children. Oh my God. And, and I got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> um, Edgelord. Edgelord. <laughs> I, I, I was seven. <laughs> I mean, it, should we be holding Lars Sullivan accountable or should we be saying, look, it happened a long time ago? I mean, well, I, I I personally think that some of his views are completely unacceptable. I do think are... that he should be cut a little bit of slack because of when they were said. But on the other hand, you just you cannot say the things that he has said. This shit, this, 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 this shit should be found out before he signs a contract. There should be someone like WWE is a conglomerate business. There should have somebody who is their job is literally troll the internet for anything that these people put up before they're offered any sort of thing. It's like a like a CRB check. I mean, for God's yeah. sake, Seth Rollins has had pictures of his penis leaked online. You've got Cedric yeah. Alexander, who was joking about... What was he joking about on his tweet? Was he... Oh. I, I don't know the Cedric one. What? He he got... He, something he said got bought up not so, um, about was a year ago. When he was talking about slavery and stuff. It, it could have been. He was joking about something and then he had to come out and apologise about it. You've got um, Rhea Ripley, who's obviously just come out for that um, homophobic slur that she, you know... I, I think in the case of Rhea, it's a bit different. It was like, out of context. Just, well, it also just slipped out and it's sort of like, if you're... Like, but you hold some sort of view if it just naturally slips out. You know, in the case of Lars, this is in just like an offhand tweet he made. He made me like targeted to annoy people. He does well, often read, do that. It came out just before we came was online. Was it his apology? Was it his apology? Pretty shit. Someone shared. Um, well, it was like a corporate pro- apology, wasn't it? Yeah. Someone had shared one from Johnny Gargano from 2010 or something about um um. Like transgender people that he sort of had a go at. So that's um, nine I, years ago. I, I, sh- I, haven't act- I haven't actually clarified my view here. I do believe people can change. I, but like it's very hard in this context to tell if they have, like because they're just going to say they've changed and keep their mouth shut to keep their job. Yeah, of course that's they are. It. Of course. So like, plus, not, I mean, I'm... like the thing is, like you've got to what he's obviously grown up in that was acceptable or that was how he was brought up and then he's moved away from that so he's probably realised shit this isn't how the world is here's the thing if half the things I said in even like five years ago because of course I'm still in the process of growing um, came out <laughs> I... <laughs> yeah you still shop for your clothes in Toys R Us um, <laughs> Toys R Us is closed I'm actually really sad about it that it is it's awful um, like fucking Smith Superstore isn't the same anyway uh, I actually sometimes the WWE figures are like five pound when people have been released, so that's nice. And we got, we got, I got off track there. Um, so like, if half a shit I said, like honestly, when that Facebook thing that comes up, it's like this day, um, however many years ago, like I use that to burn my fucking path because half the shit I believe when I was fifteen is just not on. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, I'm glad we, I'm glad I didn't have the fucking social media aspect when I was 
at school like a teenager. Oh, like I thought you were going to say that. I'm so glad they didn't have the internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, it was just in its infancy. I mean, yeah. a picture of Pamela Anderson used to take about five minutes to download. Pamela so. Anderson. <laughs> Dead now. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be. <laughs> <laughs> the moment she married Tommy Lee. Um, so, but, like, yeah, like, I, you can't fully judge, but also, like, I didn't make a habit to go to people to make them unhappy. I was just a loudmouth. Like, I think... It's it's the context is taken in as well, isn't it? Wasn't it in some sort of bodybuilding discussion? I still fucking I don't care whether the fuck it was. You <laughs> like I think if it's completely out of context in a random place, that makes it worse. But it's the way that I think it's the, like I haven't looked at it properly, but it looked like it was a full on debate about this thing. It wasn't like he just came out and slurred this bullshit. He just it was in with the, all these other fucking idiots and it's just like well they're just bouncing off each other and then he's come out and give this really like pissy apology which looks like it's been written by somebody else mm. and it's just just fucking like, co- from I, what I remember of the apology it might as well have said I'm sorry you feel this way I'm sorry I, you caught me and yeah and then the, the worst part is this new this thing where he's been fined a hundred thousand dollars and he's been sent that Sensitivity training? What the fuck is that? It's, I, um, from what I understand, from I, like it would basically be so Clockwork Orange. This isn't on. It's not like Clockwork Orange. Where they have his eyes open and then no, it's watch nothing all the things like, clock, like. I, It's nothing like Clockwork Orange. I assume I haven't seen it, but shock. <laughs> <laughs> right, I just. <sighs> Uh, yeah, like, let him make the apology, make him sure that he's actually remorseful and he's changed. There's no real way to say sorry for this, apart from just not repeat the behaviour, so I think it's a way... Well, maybe he needs to be put, like, in with the people that he's been, like, sort of, like, slagging off or like, being I, I'm, not, I'm not being funny, but I made him travel with R-Truth and Kofi Kingston, that'd be a very awkward fucking ride. Well, yeah, but, apart, like, uh, what was said to do that, he's he spoke to like Kofi and Biggie, and they're all okay. And like that's fair enough. Like that's what you want. But it's not like Hulk Hogan who said awful things when he should when he should have known better, and then was pissy when people didn't accept his apology because Hogan the cunt. <laughs> Again, it's and I've said this before, and it's probably it's like the same with Vince. These people have never been told that it's wrong. That's the thing. So they think it's right. I honestly believe that they think the way they think and sort of comment, like compartmentalize people, they think it's normal, they think it's right. Because they've been on top of the mountain for so long, everybody just says yes, 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 that, yes. That doesn't make it it's right. Not. Like a lot of this is common human decency. You don't treat one human True. like they're lesser than another human unless their name is Bill Dempsey. <laughs> Big time Bull Dempsey. <laughs> Big time Bull Dempsey. Fuck you, Bull Dempsey. Um, let's move on then, uh, away yeah. from the sordid world of WWE for a moment and focus on something that actually makes us happy. No, not porn. Um, but best of the Super Juniors, which has been fucking great, Chris. Well, you drop you drop the porn thing very randomly in there. <laughs> how how good has how good has this tournament been so far? We're two days in. 
It has been uh, brilliant. It's, it's been it's not quite been a super strong style, but like there's one very strong possible match of year contender in here. So yeah, absolutely. So if we just very very quickly, Chris, very brief opinions on the replacements. Obviously, El Desperado and Flip Gordon aren't in this tournament anymore. Flip Gordon has. Mm-hmm been rescinded due to visa issues sort your shit out new japan and um el desperado broke his jaw in a death match who the fuck books a death match three days before the best of the super juniors unbelievable it's like one of those people who fucking go on the night out before your last exam exactly just ridiculous but i am really sad that we're going to miss out on el desperado not that asked about flip um but the replacements, of course, are Young Lion, Ren, Narita, and Dookie. Or Dookie. I don't know how you say it. I think it's Dookie. Dookie. Um, like, the, like the Green Day album. Dookie. There you go. Good album. Um, <laughs> opinions on the replacements then, Chris? Um, I know fuck all about Dookie, but he did impress in this match, which we'll get on to in a minute. And Ren Narita is probably the best Young Lion. So, he... like, for, last, for, literally, for literally last minute replacements. They've done quite well, yeah, absolutely. Um, Dookie has apparently joined Suzuki Goon, um, fairly yeah. under the radar, which I think is a which good means fit. I get to see, which means I don't need to take a month off from Tai Chi because he's it. He's <laughs> in the corner. Yep, yep. Tai Chi is in the corner. Um, do does it? I mean, I think we can safely say that A Block is certainly the more stacked block. Now, I think it was slightly harder to tell when those two were in. Um, yeah, but like I think B Block had a better overall first day um, i disagree like like, like the like the first two matches from b block were better than the first two like there was one match from night two i from night one that i preferred but for the most part i prefer night two we'll get into this when you get into the actual matches okay um i disagree but again we can get onto that in a minute next thing well just my final thought on the replacements i thought it sort of took out of the drum because El Desperado was going to gain points. Obviously, he'd have probably finished quite high up in the group. Flip would have taken at least two, maybe three victories. Ren Narita isn't going to get any victories. Now, that fucks with the booking. Does it also take out a bit of the drama of the matches as well? Mm, yeah, kind of. I, like, that's my biggest problem with the round robin tournaments where, like, they're always stellar matches. There ends up being a lot of matches that are mathematically unimportant. Yeah. Which is like which is the most scientific thing I've said in my fucking life. And you got it out really well as well. <laughs> I shouldn't. It's you know it's like it's like when someone does a great move and it's like yes I did a great move like in AJ and TNA when you pull someone off great he just do a little yes anyway um, <laughs> yeah so like within B block now you have basically Rinomiya, Doki, and Rocky Romero's matches are all going to be mathematically unimportant basically. Yeah. Um... We'll look at we'll look at the nights and then we can sort of give our opinions on those. So night one, which was from the thirteenth of May from uh, Miyagi, we had for the tournament matches. I'm not bothered about the tags beforehand because you know nobody people, is. nobody fucking is. <laughs> people have got shit to do. So the tournament matches we had Tiger Mask defeating Taka Mishinoku at ten minutes and fifty eight seconds with a Tiger Suplex. We had Yoshinobu. Sorry, we had Titan defeating Yoshinobu Kanemaru with Immortal after 11 minutes and 1 second. We had the villain Marty Skrull returning 
to New Japan Ring, defeating the debuting Jonathan Gresham in 12 minutes and 22 seconds with the newly named Black Plague, which is a much more appropriate name than The Graduation. Why was it called The Graduation? He used to be called Party Boy Mar- uh, Party Marty. Yeah, but like you don't graduate a party. I feel like you're taking the wrong thing out of that statement. <laughs> uh, not the fact that it's changed to a far more appropriate name. Um, also, really good finisher name. Why has nobody had that before? Um, we then had the semi-main event, which was fucking stellar, with Shingo Tagagi taking on Sho, defeating him in 25 minutes and 7 seconds with The Last of the Dragon, followed by the main event, a rematch from the night ni- one of Wrestling Dontaku, with Taiji Shimori defeating the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion Dragon Lee in 18 minutes and 32 seconds with a bloody cross. Um, before we give our match ratings in general, Chris, is there any match you want to focus on and talk about? Um... Well, I, well uh, with the exception of, um, I'll get, very quickly gone through things. The first match had good selling, but not especially good action, apart from when Taka was in control, because Tiger Mask can fuck off. Um, Titan impressed despite not being against, like, the best opponent. Like, I love Kanemaru, because he drinks a lot, and I can relate to that. But You are Scottish. And he... <laughs> depressed. But also... <laughs> that sounded so patronising then, I didn't mean it to. <laughs> It was a genuine uh, sense of, mate, we're here. Um, the uh, but Titan really did impress. Like he got his moves in, and I'm looking forward to seeing him against a more able opponent. Um, I bet watching my fucking tiger mask on the next show. Um, <laughs> Marty and Gresham had a, te- a bit of a technical masterclass there, like nothing overly popping, but nothing bad. Um, Anishimori and Dragon Lee was really disappointing. <laughs> Really, I want to focus on this for a second. Why was it so disappointing? Um, honestly, we've seen Dragon Lee and Ishimori together quite often. We had the triple threat at G1 Supercard. We had an absolutely stellar match in the main event of Night One of Wrestling Dontaku, which, in my opinion, was match of the match of the nights, both nights. Um, absolutely incredible match to ha- then have this again. I think was just oversaturation. I think it went a little bit too long. Yeah, it's like it's like if you had your um, second date the day after your first date, just don't do it. Yeah, exactly. You know, I I know that from experience. Um, so I I don't know. I just think it was a little bit of overexposure. I think it went a little bit too long. I think everything they did we'd sort of seen before. And if this had been maybe a day three match, a day four match, maybe it wouldn't have mattered so much. But do you know what? I'm it wasn't a terrible match. I think it just followed an absolute... It was still an above average. I think I've also been spoiled by the fact that Super Strong Style has been happening at the same time on demand. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And the fact that it followed what could quite easily be one of the junior matches of the year in Show versus Shingo. It's why I dropped... That's why I skipped it, because I want to go on to this. Oh, oofed. Oofed. Oh, my God. It was like just two big piles of meat fucking pounding it for 25 minutes, and it was amazing. That is one of the gayest things you've ever said. <laughs> really, I say a lot of really gay. Things. That that was really I, gay. I say a lot of I say a lot of homoerotic things. You do. I mean, two just two lumps of meat just pounding. <laughs> it. I mean, when you <laughs> is what you, you can, just you said. Any, if you say something about voice, you can make anything sound sexual. For example, when me and Garth went down to Blackpool, and um, it was a really long journey. Does anything sound sexual when you say it like that? 
And I think you've missed your calling doing adverts. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, but yeah, this was absolute. Like it kept like show just would not fucking die. Like show was, was like Bruce Forsyth. It was just unbelievable. And <laughs> poor Bruce Forsyth. Um, he was a racist old man, but um, this, yeah, shit, they really put over uh, Shingo, like, we were still downplaying show, which really fed into the story. Also, very quickly, why the fuck is Caprice Coleman on commentary? Caprice, worse... go on. He's, like, the worst commentator we use in Ring of Honor. He was a lot better on night two, but night one, he stumbled over his words, he didn't really add anything, he just repeated what Chris Charlton said. Um, it, it, he was not good on that. Honestly, one I think at all. I think having Kevin Kelly carry it isn't helping. Like, because honestly, Chris Charlton, when he like, I, especially during like Fantastic Mania, he is a great lead commentator. Like, when he's taking the lead, like he knows his history. He um gets over the matches. If he doesn't know something, he clearly does a fuck ton of research beforehand. He never gets anything wrong. He has a nice enough voice. And like, why isn't he leading? Because Kevin Kelly fucking sucks. I like Kevin Kelly. I just hate the Destino thing. And I blame uh, you single-handedly for that. Because I was right. fine with it before you mentioned it. Right. You know what happened, Rob? I watch fucking every day of the G1. And every <laughs> time every... Naito took a pin. Destino! Um, no, what's even worse is when Naito doesn't get the Destino. It's Destino! No, no. You know what actually what was worse? fucking worse? The G1 Supercard when Kevin Kelly was talking like it's a gimmick that people like. No! Fucker! Anyway, this match... Shingo threw everything at him, like the pumping bombers that came out of him. Yeah, Jesus Christ, I winced. And like show, like taking making an effort to distance himself from Rapungi 3K because um because it was his single mission to beat Shingo. Fucking love that shit. Like his attire was different, his hair was different, his music was different, he had his own shirt on, just amazing. And uh, I, I really hope Show does really well in this tournament because he's just amazing. The amount like, of effort that they've done in putting Show over in this match, and yeah. there's no way he's not going to do well in this tournament. I love the fact that Show was the underdog and, and just everything. He came out of the traps at Shingo like you would not believe. And the fact that the commentary team, I know that you've got an issue with the commentary team, but they did a fantastic job of literally Chris saying that, did an amazing job. <laughs> of saying that basically, you know, Shingo has never had this... He's never been defeated. Yeah, he's never been defeated in the 200-odd days that he's been on the main roster. But not only that, he's he's never been pushed as far as show pushed him in this match and there's still that storyline continuation now that goes on for because i don't think show is going to stay with rapongi 3k for that long now because he's this was a star making performance even though he ate the pinfall you know he kicked out of absolutely fucking everything you know and just even his strength when he was getting shingo into that power bomb from a deadlift position you just don't expect that from show i was worried when this was announced on the first night, that we'd seen so much of Rapongi 3K versus Bushi and Shingo that I was just going to be like, I don't care about this match anymore. Fucking hell was I wrong. I mean, just the entire chemistry, the entire in-ring psychology of this match and show, I mean, Shingo goes without saying, the man is just, a, he, he's going to be main event in the Tokyo Dome in two years. N- no doubt about that. Like, he's, he's unbelievable. If he's not in the G1 in two years, I'll be unhappy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so, like, 
Match ratings for night one. Where are they? Match ratings for night one. So for me, uh, Taka versus Tiger Mask, six stars. Yeah, I'd give it six. Like it's that's pretty much Tiger Masks. But actually both men's ceilings to be fair, because they're both getting on a bit. Yeah. Um but like Taka can still kinda go. Yeah, Taka to be fair impressed me in this match because he you know, he picked a body Very part, talented. he worked it. Yeah, he did very well. Um, I found Titan and Yoshinobu Kanemaru very boring. I uh, found it very boring when Kanemaru was in control. I just felt like Titan, when... whereas with Bandido, for example, on night two, or even with Dragon Lee in the main event, all of their offense seemed very, very seamless. It seemed, whenever Titan was on top, it seemed very, right, very but choppy. Look at, look at their opponents. You have Phantasmo and Dragon Lee as opposed to Kanemaru, who's never been smooth. Yeah, but to be fair, I will... I think Kanemaru is a very, very good wrestler. Kanemaru is very good. If you watch any of his matches from Noah back in the mid two thousands, he was a great talent. But he's not had a he's not had like above a six out of ten for what three, four years now. So like he's hit that point, which is not he's not bad yet. Like he's not a tiger mask, but he's not he he can't put on standard matches. I don't think you should judge Titan's offense based on a match with Kanemaru. I think what Titan did with Kanemaru is the best he could have done with Kanemaru. I mean, I give it five. You want to give it six, don't you? So I want to give it six just because of Titan stuff. Okay, we'll give it six then. Uh, Marty versus Gresham, eight stars. Eight. Yeah, absolutely. I like, agree. A- absolute technical masterclass and Gresham, ooh, stretch me, daddy. Just <laughs> amazing stuff. <laughs> are, you, are you trying to make this weird? I feel like you are. Well, it's a- is it that weird, bro? It could, I could make no. it weirder. We could continue, we could just start calling Gaff Daddy. I regularly do. I, um, we, are, we both regularly do. <laughs> what happens in Blackpool? Um, show versus Shingo, nine stars. No? Okay. Well, we... I guess like the fact that there's no way in hell Show is winning this, yeah, I'll give it a nine. Well, were you going to give it a ten? Well, yeah. Like The fact that it stood out while I'm watching like two major tournaments at the same time sort of impressed me. Oh, I mean, I've, I think just the fact that show was basically Johnny Gargano sort of had me in yeah, a trance. Okay, I'll grant it. I was going to mo- knock a mark off for show's absolutely god awful new theme music, which sounds like the entrance music of every eight bit fucking video it, game. It, I thought TJ Perkins was going to come out. <laughs> yeah, it was exactly like that. It was dreadful, but it could it could it could be worse. It could have been the Rapungi Three K theme. Yeah, that is extremely dull. Have you ever? I've I've actually went out my way to listen to it, and oh my god, the fucking lyrics in it. It main they named it Gundam, and ew, no, don't do that. Okay. <laughs> it it sounds like something from a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles soundtrack that got forgotten. It does. It does. Um... I never forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Gone, but never forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ishimori versus Dragon Lee Seven Stars. Yeah. Like they, they should have done. I don't, I really should have done better. Like we just repeated a bunch of their same spots, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, a lot of the same spots. And again, I just felt like it went too long. Absolutely. Match two, uh, sorry, night two then from the following night happened this morning, Tuesday, May fourteenth. Again from Miyagi. Um, we started off with two replacements, which we probably shouldn't get into a habit of calling them that. Uh, Ren Narita losing to Duki in 10 minutes and 13 seconds after the Supex de la Luna, which is an absolutely gorgeous move. Um, we then had 
a very surprisingly good match with Rocky Romero taking the pinfall to Robbie Eagles uh, after 13 minutes and 55 seconds with a Ron Miller special. We then had the flippiest of flippy matches with El Fantasmo defeating Bandido in 12 minutes and 12 seconds after a CR2. Um, Will Ospreay and Bushi put on another absolutely fantastic match with Osprey going over in 16 minutes and 35 seconds with a Stormbreaker. And that was then followed by the oddly placed main event of Taguchi. That you haven't seen. That I haven't seen, but even so, Taguchi in the main event? Never mind. Taguchi defeating Yo in 20 minutes and 38 seconds with a Dodon. Chris, walk okay, me through. So, so first of all, Dookie, really impressed. Like again, he's against an young lion, so you can't really judge him all that much. But he did really well against young Naria. Yep, massively. Um, he he's his and getup reminds me a lot of um Hayabusa. Yes, I can see that definitely. Yeah, I can see that. He, he's he strikes me as sort of like a nineties junior guy you'd see in like wrestling romance or um frontier martial arts. So yeah, I'm fucking down with this. Um, Robbie Eagles. So, like, this is his best match since coming to New Japan. And oh, 100%. We keep, we, his precision has not been shown to this point. Well, honestly, how many singles matches Robbie Eagles had? He had one with Marty Skrull on, on, on the Honor Rising that, tour. Oh, and like eight minutes. That went ridiculously short. He's had nothing else. So, you know, to have this platform to showcase on, yeah, definitely. Really, I, really good. And I think we forgot how good Rocky actually is. <laughs> Do you know what I was thinking? Needs I've got that written in my notes. How good is Rocky? How did we forget this? Yeah, like um, the fact that he's not been in, like, he's on commentary so much. It, you forget how good he, are, and like how annoying he is in commentary at times. And I don't know, just, Caprice Coleman being on commentary so often makes me think I wish I had Rocky back. Yeah, but then you watch this match, you're just like, can't we just have Chris Charlton on his own? Anyway. <laughs> um, but this match was great. Like the fact he'd go for springboard, but still with springboard target and knee, yeah, was amazing. Like Robbie, like the, honestly, I think we need to take away of the skies thing. Just calling him the sniper, I think, would be really cool because that tells you all you need to know about Robbie Eagles. And like Rocky, like I love how like it was Rocky selling that cost in the match, and just I think like Rocky, like they really did have to put him over. Like talking about the LA Dojo, although they hear the word fucking LA Dojo one more fucking time. They did oversell that massively. Yeah, like it's like when fucking Jack Saber Genies and the G One and every other word is world of sports style, and it's like I will walk over to fucking Japan, Kevin Kelly, and replace you because I could probably do a better job. Could just shite. Anyway, um. Amazing stuff. And then the Phantasma Bandino match was basically what you'd expect from a Phantasma Bandino match. Literally flips, that's it. Yeah, literally flips. Um, <laughs> Bandido hit, hit the great, not a real move, which should officially <laughs> yes. be its name. Because they, <laughs> they don't actually give it a name. They never fucking name it. So it's just amazing. fucking call, just call it not a real move. It's a fall away um, slam off the second rope with a flip attached to the end of it. That's literally what the move is. Yeah, and uh, I should probably explain to Garak because he didn't see G1 Supercard. Um, uh, G1 Supercard, he did that to both Dragon Lee and Taji Shimori, and Coke Cabana just shouted, That's not a real move! <laughs> the greatest call. call. The greatest um, call. Osprey and Bushi basically had, functionally had an Osprey and Bushi match, which is never bad. But, like, also, there's only so many times you can listen to the same song. 
And then Taguchi and Yo was a very, like, functionally really good match. Like, it's probably functionally on this card the match of the night for me. But what the fuck is it doing in the main event? <laughs> like, I get I'm sort of contradicting myself here, but, like, Taguchi has not been... I've not taken Taguchi seriously since I first saw him in Wrestle Kingdom 9. And Yo is, like, the least interesting member of Rapongi 3K, and I'm including Rocky. He is after this week. Um, I mean, honestly, the two things I want to point out, Ren Narita, again, continues to prove that he should be on excursion already. This sort of explains why he hasn't been put on excursion. Dookie, the most unbelievable looking suplex for his finisher. If you haven't seen it, go and check out the GIF. It's incredible. It's such a gorgeous looking suplex. Um, It it does look like it could break someone's neck at any moment though. Oh, it does. He's a very, very loose wrestler. He looks like a deathmatch wrestler. Yeah. I think he might be a deathmatch wrestler. I think he is. His springboard... He's from Michinoku Michinoku Pro, which was today years old when I realised that was still a thing. (laughs) His springboard DDT was horrendous. It looked awful. It was. Um, I think time in New Japan and especially around really good, um, really seasoned juniors like Kanemaru Desperado. and Despi and Taiji will help him. Yeah, Taiji not a junior. Um, I, he was a junior. He was at one point, but I know he's good friends with El Desperado outside, um, outside the ring. So you know that'll rub on, and hopefully he becomes a mainstay because I found his character very, very entertaining. Can we just talk about how much of a masterclass it was for Dookie to get Taiji a manager's license? Uh, yes, absolutely. Tai Chi did nothing at all. He, he took away he took away the referee once, I believe, when Dookie hit him with a chair. Yeah, but Tai Chi needs to let Dookie sink or swim. Like he's a good coach. Anyway, um, I'd give this. I'd give this six. I'd give it. I'd give it six. Um, you're not really going to get much more from a young lion unless you're against Zack Saber Junior. But no, yeah, great stuff. Um, I am full of praise for the Rocky Romero Robbie Eagles match. I was thoroughly entertained. It was a really good match. Both men hit each other with everything. It was fast paced. It never at any point felt like it was dragging. Rocky Romero, because you know he's very rarely in the ring nowadays, just transitioned so well back into being in ring. Um, again, love the way that Robbie Eagles um, targeted that knee, the um, four fifty splash onto the knee, and then Rocky Romero hitting the it was some kind of flip DDT into an arm bar. It was incredible, the transition of the move. And you forget how good a submission specialist Rocky Romero actually is. This was eight stars. Absolutely eight stars. Yeah, uh, I think it would actually be more if this match was in any way mathematically important. Yeah, absolutely, because neither of these people are advancing. Um, no. Fantasmo and Bandido had my favourite spot of the entire night, which was the double Canadian Destroyer. So Bandido hits one on Fantasmo, Fantasmo then hits one on Bandido, and they both sort of gently, because they both land on their feet, obviously, but they sort of gently knock into each other and just collapse with exhaustion. And that spot I, was just, I loved it. I loved it. If you're hearing it. background noise, that's Graf's um, teeth gritting up and no selling. Yes, I agree. <laughs> but it was... It would have annoyed me too, Garth. It would have annoyed me too because I was like, Canadian destroyers, you're literally compacting a man's neck. But it was the fa- it was the fact that afterwards they sort of stood up, sort of stumbled into each other and collapsed with exhaustion. It was the fact that there was that selling afterwards that made it better. That was a lot like, like um, there was a uh, in Super Strong Style. There was a match between Jordan Devlin and Cal Fletcher of Aussie Open, and the match ended. They were like hitting each other, and then. Um, <laughs> 
Davlin just headbutted um, Fletcher and fell on him for the win. Yeah, I think that's a good... That, that would have been a good way to finish this match. I think seven stars for this one. Um, yeah, I, mean, I think, honestly, they had more time. They'd do better, but... Yeah, absolutely. Um, Shane Bandido had to lose, but they were never going to debut and do all this high pomp and circumstance for El Fantasma and then not have I think Fantasma is a more ra- well-rounded wrestler than Bandido anyway. Yeah, I'd argue that as well. I'd argue that as well. Bandido, only 24. That is mental. He is still older than me, though. <laughs> I've got tins of beans older than you. Um, you should really chuck them out. I really should. Um, Osprey Bushi. Now, I disagree with you. I think this was a good match. I think it was Especially, a really you know, good they, match. They, they never have a. They always have really good matches, but like functionally, it's no different from last year's. Functionally, it's no different from the year before, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. See, I disagree. I think this is the best singles match Bushi's had in the last five years. Bushi's matches are very, very. Cool. They need to stop burying him. <laughs> they really do. They do such a terrible job of burying Why? Bushi. What What's Bushi fucking done to Kevin Kelly? Well, apparently there like, are quite get... a few people that hate Bushi. Like, what's he fucking done? I don't know. Maybe like, he's... fucking. That has he? Did he piss on fucking <laughs> what Antonio Inoki's skull or something? Why do people hate him? I imagine that's not probably the first thing that came to mind for everyone. <laughs> but I mean, it could have been. I gave this an eight, Chris. No, I was thinking I would still give it an like objectively. I'd still give it an eight. I'm just sort of. I know. I think it's also the fact that there's no way Bushi's going too far as well. Yeah, there's got to be people to eat pinfalls, and I think Bushi is one. He'll pick up some wins. I'm sure he'll beat Ren Narita. Bushi. Bushi, I think he's great. I love his mask. I think he's got... Ooh, I was just going to make a very sweeping statement then, and I've thought again about it. I was going to say, has he got ooh. the best LIJ theme? And then I thought, nah, Evils is better. Yeah, Evils is better. Um, I, I, I would have liked Bushi. <laughs> and then, uh, I mean, he'll probably beat Yo. He'll probably beat Taguchi. Um, really, it, I think we're going to give Yo somewhat of a run. He's going to have to beat someone, isn't he? I'm looking forward to the Yo and Rocky Romero match. I definitely wouldn't have thought, thought I'd hear myself say that at the start of the tournament. Um, anyway, so I guess I'll rate Taguchi because you you aren't. No, you didn't you pl- watch it. Please um, do. This is functionally an eight. This is really good. I cannot believe I'm giving the Taguchi match a fucking eight. That's ridiculous. Wait, <laughs> didn't we give his match against Ishimori an eight? Pardon? Didn't we give his match with Ishimori an eight? Oh, from New Beginning. Um, yeah. Yes, I think we did. I think we did. I think we agreed, though, that Ishimori carried it. Yeah. Um, but also, like, for, if we ever do get around, back around to the fucking wrestling classics, I'm going to make you watch the tag match between the Golden Lovers and Apollo 55, because that does show what Taguchi can do. Okay, fair enough then. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. They are our match ratings for the first two days of the Best of the Super Juniors. Myself and Chris will keep that updated until the podcast next week. It's a long two weeks. It's going to be a long two weeks. I don't know why I'm going to find time to watch Detective Pikachu in all this. <laughs> well, thank God for small mercies. Um, God. I managed to watch the, the Mass of the Universe documentary last night. Yes, you did tell us that that was what you were doing. Um, You're gonna hate me because I because I grew up with like the 2000 He-Man, and I love it. Uh, I also tr- grew up with Transformers: The Matter, and I love that as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Garth, after <laughs> just listening to Chris's, you know, utter drivel, um, what did you think wow. of Impact this week? In fact, Chris, I believe you watched it as well. I believe Garth has turned you into an Impact fan. 
didn't um, right. So like, I I didn't want the podcast you went on two weeks ago to just turn into me talking to Garth for an hour about um New Japan and him talking to me for an hour about Impact. So since Garth is never going to watch in, um New Japan, I thought I might thought I might as well watch Rebellion. And then Rebellion had the fucking nerve to be good. So now yes, I am watching it. <laughs> How dare you? How like, dare you? How dare you produce good wrestling? How dare you produce all right wrestling? Well. And this this week's show was good. It was fun. Not good as last week's. I um, I watched it and in the end I thought that flew over, which means it must have been good. Because normally I'd be like picking up my phone or just like doing shit, but I just just pretty much watched it straight through. Um, I will happily admit I watched it in bits. It's it, it, it was like I said, it was fun. It, again, it moved on the stories. There's a couple of bits that I was a bit miffed with. Especially Tessa Blanchard turning oh. face, which I, just, I, ha- I have I have words about that, but we'll get to there when we get. Uh, there. But I mean, it started out Moose and Josh Alexander who have teamed up because Ethan Page has gone off to fight RVD for some reason. Because uh, you don't want to feed fucking Moose uh, RVD. Yeah, true. Aye. Uh, versus LEX, um, a good match as usual. I mean, it's LEX. Um, Moose did his sort of catching powerbomb thing again, which seems to be his sort of signature at the minute. Um, it was brilliant. It was like, I think Santana went for a sort of corner senton or something like that, and he just caught him and powerbombed him. Um, but I mean, it was a good match. Josh, Josh Alexander uh, comes across as very believable. He's very sort of crisp. He's very it might sound stupid, but he reminds us of um, Lance Storm. If, in the you, way... if you may be serious for a moment. Exactly, yeah. I mean, just the way he sort of... Everything he does looks like it hurts, which is good. Um, but LAX got the win. Decent match. Um, it, it's fine enough. Like, um, fine TV opener. I think yeah. we saw... I think the booking of it is twofold. You don't want the North to... Um, job out to LAX so early, but also you don't want Moose dropping out to RVD, so it serves a functional purpose, but also I think it was a better way to book a fucking around this. Like, I think this is a very shoddily booked angle so far, like for both angles. Yeah, it's it's just sort of filler. It's just getting them on the card, isn't it? Sounds like, <clears throat> sounds like fucking TNA. At least they're not having reverse <laughs> battle roles anyway. Oh, Jesus. Um, then we had a really shit interview with Madison Rain. Oh, fucking shock. Less said about that. Uh, then we had a really good Tommy Dreamer promo, like proper fire. I really enjoyed it. You see, Chris? Yeah, I did. It was actually well. I love Tommy promos. Like, it was, um, it's not as good as the one last week where he like clearly had a boner below the camera. Oh yeah. <laughs> it just uh, it just just went off on one. He even quoted the Warriors, which is an amazing film. Chris, watch it. Like, um, fucking, I, it's a really long list, Gaff. You're going to have to decide where we need to fucking start. <laughs> All the way back. Nosferatu. All the way back. <laughs> can, can, can I just like watch wrestling and not have to worry about watching films? You need to broaden your horizons. I don't like horizons. They're scary and shit on me. Uh, and then we had Tessa came out to the commentary booth and she's now a face. 
Here's the thing, yeah. Logarth. You you have never booed Tessa Blanchard. I don't think anyone is at, at this point is able to boo Tessa Blanchard. I know, but it's better when she's a badass. But you can be a badass face. She's just, just too nice. Kenny Omega. Yeah, but she's she's been really nice and you know. Does that know. kill you, chubby? <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and then there was a a, a match between. Ty Valkyrie and Madison Rain was. Ty can the... actually fuck off. It was by the by. It was just. And it was a match. Can Ty just seriously fuck off? To be fair, to be fair, the Ty Valkyrie, I think this heel turn and the, the fact she's a lot more vicious and she's got a totally different. She's totally changed her moveset. She like, didn't have a good match with Jordan she, Grace. She gets kudos for that, but other than that, yeah. And Madison Rain's dreadful. She's just. Why did she come back? Because Josh Matthews, Josh Matthews. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> but then, um, fucking. <laughs> well, we had the impact moment of the week, which I skipped. I didn't, what was it? I didn't watch. It was a Biss versus RVD at um, Bound for Glory. Oh, it's not really a moment you want to fucking remember. Twenty ten. Um, it's not the one when like half of RVD's side got knocked off. It was the one where. Um, um, oh no, that was in the build up. Rob falls off the top off the. Turnbuckle to the outside onto a barbed wire table. Very clearly clamouring to find RVD moments. Yeah. Um, Not many. But then we cut to present day RVD, absolutely off his face. Oh, he was fucking stoned. Getting interviewed. And it's just like, he can't even string a sentence together. <laughs> do, you just... think, do you think that's for, um, do you think that's marijuana or do you think that's for concussions? Yeah, it's probably a bit of both. It's, he's definitely high, high as shit. He's just so off his box. Going to beat even page, but then I got high. <laughs> he just keeps going. Yeah, everyone's just here to see RVD. This guy just wants to be here to wrestle RVD. Everyone wants to see me. When is the last time RVD had a good drama? <sighs> Has he ever? Um, ECW. ECW RVD's was a fucking great drama. I've never been a big fan of RVD. Um, You're never going to be a fan of much, Gareth. No, no. I just have high standards, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Bret Hart is the standard. Wow. That's a high standard. <laughs> to be fair, though, with Bret, ha- Bret Hart, he, but he should be the standard because he's like a solid, okay, okay wrestler. Whoa, no whoa, 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 whoa. Solid, okay wrestler. Jesus, Chris. Are you trying to kill him? Yeah, yes, I am. <laughs> or do you want to be killed? <laughs> Wow! Yes, yes, I do. I really do. Please kill me. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna find where you live and bring a copy of Bret Hart's autobiography. I'm, 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 autobiography. The only autobiography I own is Edges, of the WWE one. Because you're the Edge Lord. Hey, that should be, that should be my gimmick, Edge Lord Christopher O'Brien. <laughs> Just coming out. Just coming out. Nine Eleven was an inside job. Jesus Christ! Connie, <sighs> Connie Love killed Kurt Cobain. Uh, anyway, oh. back to the. Uh, died in nineteen sixty-seven. Back to Jordan Grace versus Alexa, Alexia Nicole, whoever she is. I, 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 I didn't take note of the jobber's name. No, nah, she was just a jobber. It was just um. Just getting She's Jordan Grace Colin over. Of... Yeah, I don't know why they had to do this though, because surely they could have put him in there with somebody else. 
No, here's the thing though. I would I would imply that um, Impact want a good women's division, which they don't because the current feud is Madison Rain and Ty Valkyrie. Yeah, and they're both terrible on the mic and average at best in the ring. Um, Kira Hogan seems to have who, turned who heel. Can also, who can also fuck off? <laughs> she seems to have turned heel. <laughs> she's decided she doesn't need any friends, and yeah, she's going to beat up. So she's Ro- me when Rosen. I was sixteen. Uh, she's just, uh, she's trying. <laughs> You're <actually laughs> clearly not that. fucking hard enough. Um, then Ethan Peard versus RVD, and to be fair, it was all right. I like, I liked this match. I thought this was a really fun yeah. match. I think this is probably the best RVD can do, and it's not like Ethan Page can carry someone. So no, it was just the RVD greatest hits, really. Um, which I'm fine with. It was all right, yeah. Um, RVD obviously got the win. Um, it was serviceable. Um, when I saw him, he was better, and that was only two years ago, so he's obviously degraded a little bit. Yeah, he just looked a bit off the pace and slow, but I mean... It sounds like RVD in TNA. Yeah, hopefully sort of... He might honestly, start honestly, giving we'll a get shit. Him, get him in there with Penta, get him in there with Phoenix. I think yeah. Well. Um, then we had an update from Brian Cage, who apparently has some sort of swelling around the spine. Because, uh, I mean, I think it was legit. I think he did legit. Oh, yeah, he get... was legitimately sent to the hospital after Yeah, um, his leg went sort of numb at some point. He lost all the feeling. Um, Tired of being what you want me to be. Sorry. That's a uh, big Mike for you. Um, I was, it wasn't big Mike's fault, right? <laughs> like, it happened during the match, didn't it? I don't know, but I, d- yeah. I think I don't think I don't think the power bomb helped. <laughs> I don't think it's big, but like Elgin doesn't make an he doesn't make a habit of injuring people; just makes a habit of not taking sexual assault allegations seriously and sleeping with the victim. Well, you know, speaking of Michael Elgin, he was in the next segment, uh, getting interviewed by what's he called, the uh, Menendez, the inve- investigative fucking interview or whatever he called himself. I don't know. Um, yeah. Um, and then Johnny Impact shows him. And you know what? I actually like this heel Johnny Impact character. I'd, I'd like him if I could fucking believe a word he said. It's because it's because his promos are so shit, but it kind of works because he's so like, he's no, this whole work. sort of ego it's, thing. and it's still shite. Promo. It's like the way he says to that Menendez guy who's carrying the microphone. He says, get the hell out of here or I'm going to kick you in the face. So he leaves, but then everyone can still hear them being interviewed. Yeah, because he and I just don't know how sound works. So it's just a prop. Um, yeah, but so I don't, I don't think these two being in a feud is, on one hand, a good thing because it will get Elgin over strong. But on the other hand, a good thing because neither of them can cut a fucking promo. Well, Elgin just said exactly what he said last week. Yeah, no, exactly. Elgin can't cut a promo. There's a reason he was good in Japan, because he only had to ever had to say like nice things about his opponents when he got backstage. <laughs> he said something about um destroying him and then like uh, and then destroying Willie Mack, but um What the fuck has Willie Mack done? <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Impact says no, Willie Mack's fine. He what's he says uh Willie Mack's probably at home playing video games with his cats. Why the power of Willie Mack? I like Willie Mack. That's very fucking random. He's the current RCW heavyweight champion. I love Willie Mack. He's brilliant. I'd like to see Willie Mack versus... my fire pro promoter mode. Versus uh, Elgin. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that would would be pretty good. Like, 
Elgin being in TNA does open a lot of exciting possibilities. Yeah. Then we had like, uh, Rob's favourite team. Oh. oh, fuck, yeah. I forgot about this. They got a victory, didn't they? Desi Hit Squad versus the Deaners versus... Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, we need your impression. Yes, please. <laughs> I can't do that anymore. No, 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 no. Don't say you can't do it anymore. Go on, try it. <laughs> well, since they've started coming on, though, they don't actually do this. I, I, I don't care. None of us care. Banjo Kazooie. Oh, God. God, that's amazing. Um, wish I'd never done that now. Uh, Brent Banks and Aiden Prince. Two yep. Canadian dudes, apparently. Two jobbers. And the Rascals. Uh, to be fair, they, that Aiden Prince seems to be getting quite a lot of sort of TV time. He's not too bad. He's, he's, he's all right. Um, but what what didn't really fucking make any sense whatsoever in this match? It was a decent match. Um, Desi Hit Squad were actually all right. Um, no, they weren't. Rascals. <laughs> they were actually. They, they, I've, I've said ever since seeing them, they have decent double team moves. They just don't. Um, Rascals are amazing. Um, just a proper team. They really everything they do is really smooth. Um. Some crazy outside dives, um, but then Desi Hit Squad get the win on the fucking Deaners, which is the tag team that they've just brought in. They've just that's what I couldn't understand when you said that the um, that the Desi Hit Squad had got a win. I was like, are you being serious over the Deaners who they've just spent all this time hyping? Like, bit, like yeah, it's just what the fuck? Um, just seemed a bit odd, but so the Deaners were denied. <sighs> You're not allowed to say things, <laughs> but. Like, why I, like, I like how unenthusiastic Gaff's A was. <laughs> it was like, A. It's like... Probably that, sexual A. There was, there was two fucking ready-made jobbers in the ring there. Gotta keep the jobber Brent, strong. Brent Banks and Aiden Prince. Always keep the jobber strong. Look, look, everyone's leaving Gaff. They're probably going to have to have a title at some point. And I like, which is odd because uh, Cross does a really good interview. As Cross always does a really good interview. Like a promo he's amazing about, and, sort of, and I love him. Just promo me, Daddy. Because he's he's setting up a feud with um, Eddie Edwards yes. around the kendo stick, um, and he just keeps saying there's a fine line between genius and insane. Um, and can you guess which one I am? Blah blah blah. So yeah. I can't, well, I really can't. And just <laughs> randomly like screaming at the camera. It's like a Samoa Joe. Um, promo episode yeah. of Joe would be like, uh, really intense and then shout his next line and then <laughs> it was good um, then there was a really odd skit with um, Rascals and LEX at the clubhouse is there ever a normal skit involving LEX over Rascals oh, it was just the drinking and you know, it was all fact, like the fact that a child didn't die makes it one of the better LEX <laughs> <laughs> but it was um yeah, that was a bit odd. It was, it was all right. It was fine. It was just, yeah, the, the piped in canned laughter just still doesn't work. And then we had the main event, which was excellent. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, it was a fun car crash, but you need to stop doing this fucking Lego spot, though. Oh, I know, I know. It's every both, match but, now. Um, Rob, you'll love this. So, like, we get this is near the end. So, um, follow Bowers in this match. Well, we actually we haven't actually told you who's in the match. Tell you who's in the match. Uh, it was yeah. Rich Swan, Willie Mack, Falabar, Tommy Dreamer versus OVE. Like, all um, four. Okay, Gaff, did you, not Gaff, um, Rob, did you see the skip that got Falabar into this match? I did not. 
it was great. So like, um, Rich one was talking. Tommy Dreamer came up. He was like, "Hey, Rich, I saw OVE challenge you. I'm in." And he was like, "Cool." So like, De- Willie Mac would definitely be in, which is like, it's not really fair to assume <laughs> that Willie Mac would want to be in a fucking death death match. But okay. So then he was like, "We need one more person." Then oh, it went to Smokey and Scarlet Scarlet Bedo, who was apparently fucking magic, turns up, <laughs> and it's like, "Hey, boys, so." Here, you need someone to take it to the extreme. And then Tommy Dream was just there going, um, I was in the first ever freeway dance. Like, oh. <laughs> like, like pop a dirty old perm. Yeah, like fucking old Thacker. Anyway, so she was like, a, she was just rubbing off from on the chest. And like, this explains where half of Bitch One's problems come from. And she was just like, I wasn't talking about me. And then fucking Falabella walks in. But it's like, <laughs> it's, it's all of a moment. Like fucking down goes everyone in the room's bonus. But. Um, he's so he's, he's actually really good though. Palabar is like good. I I don't hate him anymore. Do you he's mean anymore? as well. And I fucking uh, the first time I saw him was with KM against a fucking Dazzy Hit Squad. That's not the greatest intro um, introduction no. to him, is it? He, then, like, to, he definitely once, seems to have lost weight. Like, yeah, but like he it's all it it's yeah. <laughs> it's sort of like if you took if you take. Fucking a blow of nuclear energy out of a fucking megaton bomb. Suddenly feels bad about my comment now. <laughs> anyway, I'll let if you listen then. <laughs> um. <laughs> Please come on the NXT retrospective. Anyway, um, so Lego comes out and then Falabar, who's like, they need to stop doing close-ups of his feet because it's fucking manky as fuck. <laughs> but like, just sort of, just sort of powered his way across the Lego to get Sammy Callahan. <laughs> That's the best part because, like, um, Don Carlos was like, Fella bars are wearing his shoes. What an idiot. It will feel like burning. Yeah. It was a good match. I, honestly, I, I really it thought was it was a fun, hardcore plunder. Yeah. Um, it was just basically no holds barred, like, all on all, uh, a battle zone with weapons. Um, Willie, Willie Mack did his over the top fucking plancher on the whole lot. Wiped them all out. Uh, Dave, was it Dave Chris do it? And missed everyone? And sort of went straight into the fucking barrier? That fucking, oh my god. Um, Fallow dove through the ropes on everybody. So it, it was, it had loads of good sort of uh, spots. And then, um, I Jay Chris. I don't he fit through the ropes, to be honest. Well, wasn't Tommy Dreaming like holding it open for him? Oh yeah, fair enough. Um, and then Jay Christ's head got absolutely busted open with uh, one of the bin lids. Oh, no, it was the bin. Oh, that's uh, fucking gross. It was massive gash on the back of his head. Actually, you know what happened? This one was my I was at a what coach show um, a couple of years ago. And Primate fucking hit his head off the bin. Fuck it out. Self open. It's like, Jesus Christ, Primate. It's no wonder you had to retire for a little bit. And we, had, we did have a uh, fucking insane spot from Rich Swan. And uh, Jake, Chris, where he did the cutter off the top of the, the the ladder was set up outside the ring on the ramp. Rich one was on the top, and Jake, Chris was behind him. Jake, Chris sort of jumped over him, grabbed him in the cutter, into the ring off the top of this ladder, which was... That's a one mean, good thing about that fucking ramp, because I hate it. <laughs> it was fucking crazy. Um, I, hate, I hate the ramp, though. Like, I hate ramps that just go straight into the ring. Did you notice... Um, Fallow Bar broke his character as well at one point. No, I did not. Because normally he only says like Bar, Bar, but during the match, 
he was he had someone in the corner. He went one more time. <laughs> well, fucking that's kayfabe ruined. Like yeah. this podcast has suddenly become meaningless. Everything that's, has become meaningless. We should all I just mean, stop. Vince started it all, and Fallas just fucking done it. Um, I thought it was funny, and then. Bring Sammy Kayfabe Cal- in the middle of a match for a fucking oh, no. poor showing Falibar. It was like a John Cena call. Um, you talk too much. <laughs> um, and then Sammy Callahan, who wasn't really in the match that much. Sammy Callahan, like, didn't... They, they, like, to be fair, though, like, he did take a lot of punishment the night before for nothing, because the match was shite, but still. Yeah, I true. But he um, pile drives Willie Mack under the Lego for the win. And it was just really fun matches, non-stop hardcore action. Yeah. It's like a Good. solid six. Six. <laughs> Jesus, you're hard man to please. Right, fucking. There's been a lot of wrestling this week, Gaff. Like we haven't even talked about NXT UK, which is really good. Started the Glasgow shows. Oh yeah, I forgot they were on actually. But yeah, that, that was that was impact. Really good, fun show. Couple of shit bits, but. That was fun. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much, you two, for your impact. A little retrospective. We'll be back, obviously, next week for you to carry on with your impact. They have announced, of course, that Slammiversary is going to take place in Dallas, Texas, I believe. Yep. Everything's bigger in Texas. So I've heard. So I've heard. Um, I should go to Texas. Say again? I should go to Texas. You should go to Texas. I think we should all <laughs> go me, to Texas. Make me bigger, Daddy. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> anyway everything gets weird <laughs> everything gets weird so on Sunday ladies and gentlemen it is money in the bank usually the WWE pay-per-view that most people look forward to aside from the Royal Rumble uh, and I'm honestly not that arsed but what we're going to do is because obviously like I've already said Smackdown is being uh, shown later tonight and we don't know if any of the matches have been changed so we're just going to go with the ladder matches first and then we'll announce our predictions closer to the time so are you ready lads ready i'm gonna go first okay because (laughs) then chris can't complain that i'm copying off him so men no but that means you're you're gonna complain that i'm copying off you that is exactly what i'm going to do so the men's money ladder match We have got Sami Zayn versus Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre versus Baron Snorbin uh, versus Mustafa Ali versus Finn Balor versus Andrade versus Randy Orton. Now, Are you late to this podcast because you're writing about Baron Corbin joke? I, no, genuinely came to me. I was quite pleased with myself. Um, <laughs> I'm what gonna, time did you get to bed? Like, like 1, 1.30? Yeah, like 1, 1.30. Um, I'm going to go with Drew McIntyre. Um... For me, he is the only man on that roster, oh, sorry, on that match card, that makes sense to win the briefcase. You're a cunt, Rob, because I was going to say Drew McIntyre. Yeah, of course you were, because you were going to copy off me. Um, Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. I always pick Drew McIntyre because he's my boy. I just, I don't... <sighs> There's no other person that screams there world champion. Finn Balor's the IC champion. You can rule him out. Ricochet, they're not going to put it on Ricochet yet. He's only just come up. Sami Zayn, they seem completely against pushing Sami Zayn, so it won't be Zayn. Baron Corbin's already won it. fucking fire promos for two weeks, and then we literally threw him in the fucking bin. They did physically throw him in the bin. Um, It's not going to be Mustafa Ali, because he's small and flippy, and as we know, Vince hates that. 
Um, Andrade is the only other real option, in my opinion. That's that's my pick, Andrade. Is that your pick, Andrade? Yeah. I think that's... And I that's... just think that the Hispanic thing, and they're not going to give anything else to Ray, and he's mint, and yeah. I don't think Drew needs <laughs> it. Yeah, I don't think Drew needs it, that's the thing. He needs something to get him out of the shadow of Baron Snorbin. Yes, I'm going to keep making that joke. Um, it wasn't a good joke the first time. It is the most incredible joke, Chris. <laughs> see Garth laughing, yes. and he is an angry, angry man. So, see, see, in my head, it's like that Rick and Marty guy. It's like he's not laughing. He just does that every couple of seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um, we then move on to the women's championship money in the bank ladder match and jesus christ is this lacking in star power so <laughs> the match is from raw natalia dana brooke naomi and alexa bliss and then on the smackdown side we've got bailey mandy rose ember moon and carmella i'm gonna go first I again pushing dana I don't, I, very quickly, I don't understand why they're pushing Dana Brooke at this point. Because I, I understand a couple of years ago when she was like fucking jacked and winning the Arnold Classic, but right now she looks like a deflated balloon. I, and she can't wrestle. I disagree. The reception that she got in a match against Ronda Rousey after she gave this really inspiring promo on social media about basically how she'd been there, she'd put in the work, and just because Ronda Rousey was famous for MMA, suddenly she's the champion and expects everything given to her. That got a lot of people on side with Dana Brooke, and I think the WWE have done a good job actually capitalising on what little momentum Dana Brooke has been given. Because let's face it, they've given a fuck all. Yes, she is not the most competent wrestler, I and I don't expect her to win this match by any stretch of the imagination. I do think she deserves a chance, though. I think, if I'm perfectly honest, if Mandy Rose can be in that match... Dana Brooke can be in that match. Yeah, but like Mandy Rose is obviously in there because like Vince that does things when people aren't looking. But like in the case of De- like I don't know, like I feel like the momentum of the Ronda thing is sort of gone. Uh, no, I disagree. I disagree. Like, you just have Sam Roberts burying her in main event. Well, Sam Roberts <laughs> can suck a dick. Um, yeah, I bet fucking Bill Dempsey think he's a major podcast. <laughs> I wouldn't have Sam Roberts on this podcast if it was the last person on earth. Um, the, the thing is with Mandy Rose... Um, she's shy. I've picked Mandy Rose. Have you, oh, oh, you fucking <laughs> moron. It's like you don't want to get back into It's like you don't want to win anymore. It's like you want to be controversial. I honestly think, when I look at that thing, I think, I would like Ember Moon to win. She's not going to win. No way. They've dropped her. She's just, she's done. Natalia's just making up the numbers. Um, and unless, for, unless somehow there's some sort of massive swerve and Sasha ends up in this match, I think Mandy Rose is going to win it. You know, Sasha had that song, I had a dream I hadn't made it. Well, she was kind of right. She was. <laughs> um... I feel sorry for Sonia Deville because she seems to have been lost in the shuffle with this whole Mandy Rose, you know, shooting star thing. And I think Sonia Deville should have had an opportunity in this match as opposed to Mandy. Because don't forget, Mandy Rose has already had a two title opportunities now. 
Um, she's, she's fucking terrible, but I just I honestly think she's going to win. She's dog shit. I agree. And I think that would completely epitomize WWE's booking at the moment when you've already got people in this match that include Natalia, Ember Moon, Bailey, and Naomi, all who whom can wrestle. They will give it to the don't person for, who forget. looks the best. Ellsworth won it one year. Oh, that is true. Ellsworth, Ellsworth is the inaugural holder of the woman's one. money in the bank. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, oh, you've made a good point now. Fuck's sake, I was going to go Ember Moon. Um, I'd love Ember Moon to win it. I think she would be a good champion. Ember Moon is so good. I mean, they're uh, going to go one of two ways. I mean, I think we can say. I've already say, forgotten who's in the match. Right, Raw, Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, and Alexa Bliss. I think it's safe to say that no one on that side is winning. Maybe Bliss. They won't give it to Bliss again. You think? Bliss won it last year. They're not going to do it two in a row. Yeah, that's what we thought about Bliss. Oh, no, did she? Bliss yes, she did. Yes, she won it last that's year. What we thought about, that's what we thought about Bliss with the championship reigns, but then they yeah. happened. No, I, I don't think so. See, what's going to happen is Hulk Hogan's going to come out and it's like 25-inch racist python It's just going to reach <laughs> up and grab it down. For... <laughs> um, which means it's going to have to be... It's going to have to be someone on the SmackDown side. It's not going to be Carmella. <laughs> she's already won it. Um, and then it depends. Are you going to go Bailey, which is the obvious route? You know, it would make complete sense for Bailey to do it, but... You know, you've then already spaffed a Bailey versus Becky Lynch match up the wall. So it's then down to Mandy Rose and Ember Moon. And again, Gar, this goes to show the booking of WWE at the moment that I want Ember Moon to win. Ember Moon should win. And I've talked myself into thinking it's going to be Mandy fucking Rose. Gar has a very. Gar, you're. I'm very good at convincing people you should think about becoming a cult leader. <laughs> Makes you think he isn't one. I mean, cult, cult I, part of meaning. I, I was curious what he was, why he was handing me leaflets in his car, but... <laughs> More than one leaflet. Plural. <laughs> Just take a handful. Yeah, like one of, them, one of them was about the cult and the other one was a payment plan. Ah, I like it. <laughs> Chris, who have you got? Uh... You're gonna hate me, Rob. I have forgotten who's in the match again. Oh, for fuck's sake! Um, Bailey, Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi Bliss, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, and Carmella. God, everyone you want to win isn't going to win, and everyone who could win is wank. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's a great summary of this match. I, I'm, I'm gonna go with my heart since my brain would make me cry. So I'm gonna go with Bailey. Gonna go with Bailey. I think that's a safe bet. Um, so those are our predictions for the Money in the Bank ladder matches. We'll give you our actual predictions. I predict the Lacey Evans Becky Lynch match is gonna be wank. I don't think that's a prediction. I think that's a given. <laughs> it's a shenanigans. Yeah, shenanigans. Um, so that just leaves one last thing, guys, and that is match of the week. Garth, we'll start with you. What's been your match of the week this week? Uh, mine was the uh, main event on Impact, the over-the-top uh, sort of all-on-all Tommy Dreamer special. <laughs> Fair enough. I think that's a good way of describing it. Uh, is this the match that Chris just shat on and gave it only 6 out of 10? Yeah. You so, yeah. fucking smart. Good, good review. 
That's a good review. That's the match we. That's the rating we gave Ren Narita versus Dookie. Yeah, and I had more of a structure. What's your fucking match of the week? Right, fucking right. So it's very hard to pick. It is from Progress Super Strong Style. I am going to go with the main event of night one, which was Kyle O'Reilly versus Hard as Fuck Chris Redway, and like just technical masterclass, amazing strikes, really really good submissions. The commentary put over Chris Redray so much, said that Kyle O'Reilly wanted to face Chris Redray, which puts him over so much, especially after that stellar match with Walter from a couple months ago. And just by the, the way Chris Redray is built, is great. They just go, he has a black belt and being hard as fuck mm-hmm. is amazing. Um, and it's absolutely great. Very quickly, some of the recommended viewing um, not from not just everyone. Um, Elia Dragon versus Chris Brooks, um, John Devlin versus um, Kyle Fletcher, and also any of the Jim Smallman promos. And also tomorrow, um, tomorrow the third part should have a Wasteman challenge, which is the best thing Progress does. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. That's pretty decent reasoning to go and subscribe to Progress on Demand. Um, I mean, for all the Pay reasons me. we went on to you know, earlier during the best of Super Juniors. It's got to be Show versus Shingo for me. I mean, we gave it 10 stars, for goodness sake, and we pretty much, you know, spaffed all over the walls about the match. So it makes perfect sense to give my match of the week to this. It's an outstanding match. Even if you aren't a fan of New Japan, I highly encourage you to go and watch it because the storytelling, the impact moves, it's not a junior match that's heavy on the flippy shit. It's two men who want to prove something bludgeoning the living shit out of each other and it's a re- yeah it just two lumps of meat just <laughs> pounding it <laughs> <laughs> you sound like bray wyatt that must, have been very, that must have been very awkward for guy <laughs> do you know what i don't care i'm used to it <laughs> <laughs> how do you think we persuade him to do this podcast Hi, um so <laughs> ladies and gentlemen that is Everything that we've got time for, I'm sure you'll be pleased to know. Thank you so much for listening to this weird... You really put our podcast over there. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh, you'll be glad to know we're finished. To this weird and disjointed uh, podcast that we've been doing. Thank you so much for listening. You can subscribe. We didn't talk about vomit, so it's not as bad as when me and Garth are doing it. (laughs) That is a good point. That is a good point. We didn't. Um, You can subscribe to us on any podcast platform, anyone you want, CastBox, Podcast Addict, iTunes. Uh, We're on all of them. Please go and check us out because a five-star review really helps, including Spotify. Don't forget to check out the website, www.podmania.co.uk. You can find us on Twitter at at Podmania. You can also find us on Facebook and on Instagram and on YouTube. Check out all of our content on there. Um, In the meantime, if you can't get to that, you can also talk to me on Twitter at at RealRobGoodwin. Garth, what's your Twitter handle at Gothamania and Chris has Twitter. Thank you so much for listening, guys. <laughs> You're such a cunt, Chris. What is your Twitter handle? Is that Candy Chris ninety seven? <sighs> Look, it's not that bad. Like your one is that real god Rob Goodwin. How many fucking go- Rob Goodwins are there? <laughs> I I know three of them. Like, just get verified, man. Just get just get verified. Get my blue tick, man. <laughs> The one day, one day I'll get that blue tick. One day. Thank you so much for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. You've been listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. 
follow us on Twitter at Podmania, Facebook at Podmania Podcasts, and YouTube and Instagram at RealPodmania. And check out the website, podmania.co.uk. Until next time, wrestling fans... 